Two years ago today, Celeste sang for the first time. It was New Year's Day 2005. We had brought her gifts of grapes, which she had received and consumed enthusiastically, practically drinking the grapes off the stems like wine, eyes closed, head thrown back, mouth open to receive the nectar and to demand more. She loved treats. She loved company. She loved stimulation. She loved novelty. And as we learned that day, she loved music. Celeste spent her short life a cripple. Hunched over, unable to use her hind legs, she sat up on her good days like a dog with a hump on her back. On her bad days, she just lay on one side and didn't get up at all. Rescued from a family hog farm the day before she was scheduled for slaughter, she arrived at the sanctuary with a broken back, and she never walked more than a few steps at a time. Although she did move around her safe world, her barn, by dragging her crippled hind legs from place to place, and busied herself with rearranging the straw bales, the blankets, the feed bags, and occasionally her barnmate, Ponza. Once in a while she got up and walked around proper, on all fours, but, as her condition worsened, she limited her activity to sitting up to greet visitors. And then towards the end she spent most of her time laying on her side. There were many days when the only question was, Is it time? Every time the answer was, No. Not our answer, hers. She didn't want to be, quote, Put out of her misery, end quote. It wasn't misery to her, it was her life and it was fierce with meaning to her. We kept trying to measure her life in degrees of comfort, and those are important measures, but she measured its worth in degrees of meaning that absolute certainty down to the marrow that something is important, and degrees of joy, not happiness, not pleasure, but the fierce joy of, quote, drinking dawn like spring water, and eating dusk like supper, end quote, and degrees of love, not love that scintillates, but love that pulls you like a river that draws you, body and soul, into the mystery of another day despite the pain, despite the darkness. Her eyes were always filled with light. Her mind was always awake, aware, alert, open to receive the world, her spirit strong to her last breath, her will to live, learn and grow, absolutely unbreakable. The moments of triumph were recorded and celebrated in Celeste's life, were big, dramatic, visible ones, those moments that demonstrated our view of a full life, not hers, what we thought a full life should be. Celeste stands up. Celeste walks a few steps. Celeste goes into the next barn with no help. Celeste visits with the pot-bellied pigs 
and scares the bejeebies out of them. Celeste takes a mud bath in front of her barn. Celeste leaves her barn and suns herself on the front porch. Celeste sings. Those are very important standards. Health, comfort, happiness. But, as Celeste felt beyond doubt, all the way down to her broken bones, they are not the reasons why life is precious. On that news day in her barn, 730 days ago, the CD player played old French songs, and I sang along as I stroked Celeste's belly. Glacial dusk sky, dead of winter. It was an old French love ballad, whose rich words are meaningless to all who don't speak French, just as Celeste's rich language is meaningless to all who don't speak pig. But the music captured and expressed what we all feel beyond language. Celeste propped herself up, sat up, her face a few inches from mine, cocked her head, looked me straight in the eyes. I sang directly to her. She uttered a sound. I had never heard her or any other pig make. A series of open-mouthed, melodic, rhythmic, throaty purrs. A musical response. Repeated the refrain. She listened, wide-mouthed, as though waiting for her turn. I paused. She repeated her musical reply. We did this until the song ended, each of us responding to music with music, to deep universal feeling with like feeling. And the translation of the words were, I've loved you for so long, I will never forget you. She sang in pig, I sang in human. We understood each other not because we were especially gifted at interspecies communication, not because we knew each other all that well, but because we knew the love, the grief, and the hope of being alive in a soul-burdened body. The day with Celeste, that news day, was a true blue new beginning. It revealed then, and it continues to reveal now, the only reason why beginning again, a new day, a new week, a new year, is worth doing at all. When the darkness of the world seems overwhelming, unstoppable, crushing, when beings like Celeste, who love life and sing about love, are being turned into meat and handbags by the millions every day, when the pain of loving them seems unbearable, the answer is not to stop loving, not to stop caring, not to add to the darkness. The answer is to love more, deeper, wider. To love despite the darkness and the pain. Indeed, to love because of it. To love those who need it most desperately not only those we happen to like, to love because your love is profoundly, vitally needed, not because it is self-gratifying. To love as though life depended on it. It does. 
This is what being vegan means. Securing one vegan meal at a time, a space in the world where innocents like Celeste can simply keep what is rightfully theirs, their life, their freedom, their meager, pathetic, or truly magnificent shot at happiness, refusing to take their lives simply because we have the power. It is the only thing worth starting a new year, a new day for. How many hapless individuals like Celeste would be killed for my taste buds this new year if I were not vegan? Fifty? A hundred? More? How desperately would each and every one of them cling to life, fighting to their last breath? against all hope. What would their last sounds on earth be? What is the sound of complete despair? How many times would it be voiced this year just for my culinary pleasure? Do I really want to start a new year like this, let alone live through each and every one of its 365 blood-soaked days. Celeste left this world entirely on her own. She had been forced into existence by human greed. She had been a prisoner of a crippled body all of her short life, and she exited entirely on her own terms, just before noon one summer day. Celeste, wherever you are, I've loved you for so long, I will never forget you. This will be a life-filled year. Maybe not happy, maybe not comfortable, but beautiful and true like your life. Worth living, worth beginning again. And that was a story about Celeste, a resident at Peaceful Prairie Sanctuary, and the title of the essay was Why Begin Again, January 1st, 2007. And Joanna writes at the end of this essay, If living ethically is important to you, please remember that there is nothing humane about, quote, humane, end quote, animal farming, just as there is nothing ethical or defensible about consuming its products. When confronted with the fundamental injustice inherent in all animal agriculture, a system that is predicated on inflicting massive, intentional and unnecessary suffering and death on billions of sentient individuals, the only ethical response is to strive to end it by becoming vegan. Not to regulate it by supporting, quote, improved, end quote, methods of producing dairy, eggs, meat, wool, leather, silk, honey, and other animal products. Live vegan and educate others to do the same. 
Thanks to Joanna Lucas for the kind permission to share this essay and other essays. And as usual, please read my disclaimer about social media sites, groups, organizations, products, individuals, and so forth. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Bye for now.